Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the brilliant iPhone XR included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after 16-25 month credit. Apply within two bills are canceled early. Your main balance due and limited basic after 9-30-20. Pay $32 per month per line with auto pay. Take prioritization during congestion. Speed maximums. Use rules and restrictions apply. Good morning or afternoon, depending on where you are, and welcome to Salt Live. You're watching That Being Said with myself, Sammy, and George Jarjour. This is episode 452. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Orjour, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Life Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports. This episode is brought to you by SantShop.com. Sammy, can you tell the fine folks at home what this is? This is Sports Radio Redefined. Welcome in. Happy Wednesday. Wednesday it is. Uh, today we're going to do our NFC uh, over-unders. Yesterday we went through our AFC over-unders. Um, excited to do the NFC. Obviously, uh, we get a lot of NFC football that we watch being from Seattle and, you know, obviously getting a lot of NFC games on the TV here. Um, I'm excited for it. we got a lot of interesting stories in the NFC, and we just got a lot of interesting stories in general today that we're going to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Let's get into... Uh, well, actually, first, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, we are we do answer live questions on Facebook, uh, Periscope, or YouTube at Sound Sports, wherever we're streaming, um, 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, as of right now. Um, and if you're watching live, feel free to comment in at any time, and the podcast can be found on iTunes or SoundCloud. So let's get into our little today in sports topic, so we can spend you know our good time on the NFC over-unders when we get there. Uh, first, some today news is Manu Ginobili is now considering retirement for the Spurs. Um, it's kind of a sad time. He hasn't made a decision yet, but he's been practicing all summer in the facilities. But it would be kind of a crazy sad ending now. Tony Parker's gone. Tim Duncan's gone. Even Kawhi, who was there for a championship run, is gone. And Manu Ginobili is kind of the last man standing. Yeah, I mean... You know, it's about time. They've both all been in the league. I mean, that group trio has been together for such a long time that nothing lasts forever. So when I say about it's about time, I don't really necessarily mean like it's about time for him to retire or anything like that. I just mean, you know, things um, eventually just end. You know, it's not going to last forever. And if you're Manu Ginobili, I mean, what are you waiting? I mean, are you staying there to go play with guys that – necessarily didn't come up with. I mean, Tony Parker, like you said, Tony Parker's gone. Tim Duncan's gone. Pau Gasol, I think, is still there, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe play with Pau. But in general, you probably aren't going to end up winning, competing for a championship. You're 40-something years old. I think he comes back for one more season. But um, it's, yeah, it's just almost time. He's 41. Um, I, I think, well, He's never really – he didn't win any championships with Pau Gasol or anything. It's not really a uh, a person that would probably 
be part of like the big decision mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I think the biggest thing was that Tony Parker left. And then I, now I, it's I do kind of, that. he's like, I'm 41. If Parker was there, maybe, you know, he's like, I played my 41st season now. Or, and so maybe now that he's gone, he's like, you know what? There's literally nobody left for my times. But one thing that I, th- I believe truly is this team is not like as out of contention as people might think. I mean, it, I mean, contention for what? Just like a, a solid spot in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, this I, team, I see that. This team could be the Rockets in the second round of the playoffs. And, go, and I, like, you, we've seen the Spurs team with less talent do pretty interesting things in playoff series. I think last year with no DeMar DeRozan, or with no Kawhi Leonard, they went five games with the with the Warriors in the first round. But if they won one extra game or two extra games last year, they might have had a first-round matchup against the Jazz or the Thunder in for example, if they played the Thunder last year in the first round, they probably could have competed against them, knowing how the Thunder are. Now you add DeMar DeRozan, you still have Aldridge. Uh, DeJounte Murray's a, another year older. This team's not that bad. And it's it's a team that at least, if you're Manu, you know, you can at least compete for, you know, maybe uh, uh, get to the second round of the playoffs in your last year rather than ending it like it did last year in pretty much a practical sweep. I just feel like you could end it with a little bit of a better taste. In your yeah, mouth. you can you can end it with a little bit better taste. In your mouth. He's forty one years old. Might not want to go through the day to day grind. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Or maybe he's hurt. I mean, he's like you said, he's been in the summer gym all summer in the facility all summer. Maybe he just his body is telling him he, it's time to go. I hope he doesn't. I love I love watching him play. It'd be cool to have him come back for one more year. The only reason I wouldn't mind him retiring now though is. Uh, so we don't have no like retirement tour. I feel like everybody's getting a little too much of like a Paul Pierce even oh, got like a little like. There's no way Manny gets a retirement. Manny, Manny Manu gets a retirement. It's tour. not a. T- everybody gets it nowadays though. If they say it's their last year, I mean like, even you look at a guy like Paul Pierce. Everywhere I went, it's like oh my god, nobody's gonna get it like Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, where right. they get like plaques and stuff or Derek Jeter. But everyone gets this now like. Oh my God, the last. Game. It's like okay, I get. It. Everyone comes and goes. Like even the Hall of Famers. Right. Like. As much as I love my Manu or like I like a Paul Pierce, like it wasn't a big deal that it was Paul Pierce's last game in Philadelphia. Right, like, exactly. I, like, yeah, one-time champ. It's, and I know Manu has more, but not that big of a deal. No, absolutely. Um, George Ioka, Ioka, I don't know how to say it correctly, um, was cut by the Bengals, uh, released by the Bengals for financial reasons. Um, I think when, when they say financial reasons, it's financial reasons slash I feel like they know they're kind of out of contention. Why? keep this great player and pay $5 million this year. So financial slash out of contention reasons. Um, But he signed with the Vikings today. Um, The Vikings already a pretty damn stacked defense is now getting more stacked. He's a, he's a top quality guy to have in there. And uh, this Viking team is interesting because I feel like they're a team that should take a step back just because they were so damn good last year. But you start to look at is they did upgrade at the quarterback position and the defense is pretty much the same or upgraded. So it's hard to conceive a season better than what they had last year. But at the same time, they did upgrade in a lot of spots and they're getting Dalvin Cook back too. Right. But let's not forget, I mean, on the defensive side of a ball last year, the Minnesota Vikings were very fortunate in their injury situations and not having almost any injuries and having a completely healthy defensive team. I think in the preseason, they've already had three or four injuries on their starting to their starting defense. Now, I don't know if I don't think they've lost. I don't know if any, yeah, exactly. I don't know if anyone's significant or for, there are significant, all the players, but I mean, as far as any significant injuries where they're out the whole entire season, I don't believe that's the case. 
But um, that's one of the things you got to be careful with in general, in my opinion, with these teams is they were abnormally healthy last year outside of the um, running back position. And even though their quarterback did get hurt, it kind of ended up actually working out-ish out for them. So um, I feel like that's a team that could, could take a step back. But at the same time, like you said, I love that they upgraded the quarterback. Their defense is great. And they have an elite head coach who seems like he really can coach them well. So And getting back an elite running back. And getting back an elite <laughs> running back. So, like, I know all the signs make me want to point to the fact that, like, oh, no, they should take a step back. But really, should they? They should. And, and I think they shouldn't, really. But I think everybody kind of, when you get a team that you didn't expect to win, like, 12, 13 games, and they right. do that, you start to think, man, like, you got to fall back a little bit at some point. Exactly. My thing, though, is... I understand what you said about they got extremely lucky on the health side, but that's one thing that you can't necessarily, I feel like you can't put that against a team. I mean, like when you're going and betting in Vegas on like who's going to win the Super Bowl, let's say, you're not going to say, well, I really think the Patriots are going to win, but Tom Brady has been lucky health-wise for 10 years. So so it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, hypothetically, they were lucky for your health-wise, or they just got a lot of greatly conditioned players that aren't going to get hurt this year either. And if that's the case... Who's to say that they're not going to be as good with an upgraded quarterback, upgraded running back? And now, mm-hmm. if the defense does stay healthy, it's an upgraded defense again. So I just don't see why they would take a step back. I just have, I think we're both in the same boat here, just kind of a feeling that they will because I think it last year was a slight, not an extreme, but a slight overachievement. Yes. I mean, anytime you go through, they went 13 and 3 last year. Anytime you go 13 and 3, a lot of things have to go your way to overachieve. I mean, they're a great team. I just, and plus, yeah, I think they do take a step back. I mean, what, 12 and 4 would be a step back. 11 and 5 would be a step back. And yes and so no, unless they team. go 12 and 4 and then make it to the Super Bowl. Right, but regular season-wise, it would be a step back. So, I mean, in general, I do think they have a worse record in the regular season next year than they did this year. Yeah, uh, it, it, but I mean, guess a lot of it does also play a role. Like Aaron Rodgers and their division was hurt. Right. I think they only faced them, or they might have faced them both times without him. I think they faced both games without Aaron Rodgers, and so that's a factor, right? They got to play Mitch Trubisky twice, rookie quarterback, and the Detroit Lions. Um, yeah, they played Matthew Stafford, but Matthew Stafford. For some reason, it does put up good numbers against. I like Matthew Stafford, but it just seems like. Well, he's also always hurt. He's always, he's always injured. like banged up. Yeah, he plays every single game, but he's always hurt. Yeah, it's kind of an odd thing. Um, so we were just we saw this. Me and you were both just talking about this before the show. But more people have placed bets on the Browns to win the AFC North than the three other teams in the division. And then I think it, I believe it's the Browns, Raiders, and Steelers in general have the most bets in Vegas, um, just in general for. Super Bowls or for division winning, whatever it is. Um, And it goes to show, it goes back to that. What you said yesterday, there's the hard knocks fever. And what I like to say is just, it's the, you get tricked by something exciting going on. Oh, Baker Mayfield, it's so fun. The Cleveland Browns are going to be so much better. And then you get excited by Vegas, John Gruden, the Raiders. Oh, my God, Jarvis Landry says, I blessed him the whole entire practice. Oh, God, he's so good. And then you have (laughs) Pittsburgh. Where it's like, okay, oh my gosh, Antonio Brown, receivers, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, receivers, right. Mike Tomlin, cool coach. And you start to get this trick of like, okay, what is just makes me excited? We're going to bet the most money on it. Exactly. Um, and well, here's the thing. If you want to bet the Browns to make the playoffs, win their division, 
uh, win the Super Bowl. 425-495-9732 is my phone number. I am taking all bets live on air. You just send me the money. I, I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to give you even better odds than Vegas does on that. Uh, second of all, oh, the Raiders, I expect them to get bet on more and more. I mean, last year, I believe the Raiders were the number one most bet team in Las Vegas. And that's because they're going to be Las Vegas' local team. So I feel like a lot of locals, because it's so easy to place a bet in Las Vegas right now. They can just walk into any sports book and have action on their local team. Um, I think also, I mean, and they're also they have a quarterback. Right? I mean, if I personally believe, if it was a situation where they were the Cleveland Browns last year, they wouldn't have been the most bet. Team. I disagree only for one reason. Whenever you go to Las Vegas, or when my friends go to Las Vegas, I'm going to give an example. The Mariners are usually not likely to win the Super, the World Series, or the even if when the Seahawks aren't good or whatever. The first thing you do when you go sports, but you put a little bit of money on your local team so you have rooting interest in them to win this championship. And that's the only reason. Now, I don't know if they will be... So when a guy from Cleveland goes to Vegas, he'll probably throw money on the Browns. When a guy goes from Cincinnati to Cle- to Vegas, probably throw money on the Bengals. I just think when you go bet money on your lo- at, in Vegas and you buy a ticket, you usually put money on your local team just to make it fun. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think sometimes... I, I just don't think it's an always type of thing. I, 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 I have a feeling that if the Raiders have an 0-16 year, the following year they probably would not be the most bet team in Vegas because another thing about Vegas is a lot of the people that are in Vegas also aren't just locals. There's a lot of people that are transplants in oh, Vegas yeah, absolutely. that live there for betting professions, that live there to make a living right now, or there for a, uh entertainment profession. So I feel like there's a lot of people that are also in Vegas that are not necessarily like Vegas sites, Vegas lights, whatever they call themselves. I don't know. We're Seattleites. Ve- Ve- I, I don't know what they call them. Ve- Ve- people from Vegas. Yeah. Vegas people. So I think it's I don't Vegas think so. locals. Like, Vegas like, locals. Yeah, it's an easy one. Idea. They're not Vegas locals, whatever it is. And uh, that's why I just don't necessarily – I think for the, especially maybe for the next couple of years while they're brand new there, yeah, sure – but I just don't think long-term that's always going to be the team. I think a lot of people just bet on what's the exciting story. Right now, Raiders are one of those exciting stories. The Browns, because they were 0-16, because they got a flashy young quarterback who might not even play, and because they're on hard knocks, people are just finding ways to put money on them. And, I mean, I don't think it's a bunch of people coming from Cleveland to go bet on them. I think it's a little bit of everybody. So it's really interesting, but... I mean, the one that's reasonable out of these three teams is the Steelers because they actually do have a shot at the Super Bowl. I don't think the Raiders do. Obviously, I don't think the Browns do. I'm high on the Browns this year. I think they're going to be over their five-and-a-half win projection. But you know me. I would not, for a second, put money on them to win the AFC North. I would not put money on them to win the Super Bowl. I find that to be next-level ridiculous. I agree with you on that, at least. Like, yeah, that's that's a weird one. That's one one thing I I will agree with you on. Yeah, you don't bet them. Um, if you do, you can call us and we'll take the bet instead of Vegas. Yeah, seriously, it's not a good bet. Dane said, come to Reno, boys. It's cheaper, less classy Vegas, but Dane is here. It's not live at the sportsbook and you'll have a free place to stay. I would like to do a sportsbook show. Yeah, I'd love to do a sportsbook show, but I also... Can't have cameras I, there. I, oh, that's right. Well, I'm sure you can set it up in a way you can have cameras there in the back. I don't know. Maybe. But I know for sure that, um, that Reno is definitely not as cool as Vegas. No, I've been there when I was. A kid. I've been there, yeah, me too. But, but I'm not. I wasn't of no age to be gambling. Uh, a little league World Series coach 
Well, let's preface this story. The Little League World Series, there's one really important rule that every player has to play in every game. I mean, whether that's a pinch hit, whether that's, you know, you're in the field for an inning. Pinch run is okay? I think you have to play more than, like, I think you have to have, like, an at-bat or, like, a set, like a time on field. Okay. I don't think that you can just pinch run and pull them. But a Little League coach has got suspended and kicked out of the tournament as a coach because he played every single player on the team Except for his son. Apparently, he was mad about his son's work ethic and decided, you're getting no playing time. And so, decided to not play his son. And uh, now, uh, you have uh, him getting suspended and not being able to coach anymore. And so, to me, it's kind of hilarious because usually you hear about the dad that played their kid too much. The dad that's treating the kid too well and all this type of stuff. And now we have a situation where this dad is getting kicked out for... Not playing a son at all. You know, man. I think it's. I think it's awesome. No, it's. Uh, it's. You know, when you want to try to teach a kid a lesson these days, you get punished. How the hell are we going to raise kids in this society? I'm not trying to sound like an old man here, but it's participation trophy world. Every kid must play. Well, you know what? My son wasn't. You know, doing the right thing. He wasn't working hard. I'm not going to reward him. Like, he, if he wasn't ready to play, or he broke a team rule, or he did something. You don't have, like, I just yeah, don't. This is not participation trophy world. This has been like the world, Little League World Series rules for a long time. This is a Little League World Series thing. I, this isn't like okay, a. I'm, I'm against it. I, I can be okay, against it. Yeah, but that's not about this. is not what this is about. It like, is what it's about for me. Like, this is what it's about for me. And for me, is you can't. I think if you want to bench your kid, you, you shouldn't be. What has the kids like, oh, dad, you got suspended. Like, seriously, it's bullshit. Like, it's participation trophy world. Oh, every kid must play. I don't think every kid must play. If you're not good enough to play, don't play. That's how I feel. Yeah, they, they there's too much money spent on the World Series and, like, bringing these kids for this purpose. Like, you're on ESPN and stuff. I think every kid should play. And whether or not they should, I, I don't – I'm not the person to judge that. I don't care. I don't like participation trophies. I think it's ridiculous. But I think – the Little League World Series is a different animal when it comes to youth sports compared to anything. So I don't, I don't have anything to speak. I don't think it's bullshit that every kid's supposed to play because I think this is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and I think every kid should have an opportunity in the Little League World Series. I mean, if it's a local damn game, it's not on TV, whatever, I don't care. But I just think it's interesting that every kid should play. I just thought this was a funny story that out of all people, this dad is literally – not playing his son because it could have been anybody any coach that did this like fucking i'm not playing one guy but usually it would not be the son of the dad yeah but i mean to your point he was trying to teach his own kid a lesson and i guess he got kicked out of as being a coach for teaching his own kid a lesson but yes, that's my point yeah that's, but, what, that's how i feel but if the rule is to play everyone he should play everybody even his son and i, I just find i just found the story pretty funny that literally out of all people, it's a dad who didn't play his son. Because this could have happened for the last 10 years to anybody. But out of all people, it's the dad who didn't play his his child. Not like the dad that was just like, this kid's not good enough. Or like, we're trying to win this game. I know. It's the dad that didn't play his own son. And I yeah. kind of like and it. And then he gets punished. And then he can't even teach his own son a lesson. Um, we got a couple questions over on Periscope. I just want to let you guys tell you to hold on hold your horses we will because we're asking people asking us what we think about the cardinals and the bears uh, we're going to be getting to our nfc over unders here in a few moments after we finish our first segment of today in news and if you're listening to the podcast 
tune in live on Periscope or Facebook.com slash sports and you can comment in all your questions. We try to get to every question in sports radio. Redefine. Sammy, go ahead. All right. We'll answer those questions soon, but we were just talking about the Little League. We did get a Little League World Series question on Periscope. Um, she said, you think Richie Brad, at Richie Brad said, you think it's awesome? How stupid. Being a <laughs> person first and then a coach. He's being a parent before a coach. I don't understand what you think is stupid, that he didn't play his kid, or you think it's stupid that he, he got in punch, trouble. Yeah, I, I don't understand what he thinks is stupid either. That's what I was yeah, like, what uh, do you think is stupid about it? Because I felt like that was an answer in between what both of us just said. Like, he's yeah. been a parent, but it's like it's also stupid. Uh, pretty much, he's kicked out of being the coach. He got suspended from the Little League World Series for benching his own son. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's okay. that a good way to phrase yeah. What do you guys think of that? Um, okay. I got a couple interesting things. All right. And then... You know what I'm going to do, George? What's that? I'm going to do two topics. And I'm going to save the rest of the end. To, right. And then we'll get to the... Uh, to the we'll, NFC over-unders? Yeah, but I have two topics I want to talk about. All right. Big O, Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson has sold his NBA championship ring in an auction. Um, which I don't understand why anyone would do this. Um, but he sold, his NBA championship ring sells for... What do you think? I'm going to guess anywhere between 120 to 145,000. You're off. Uh, Oscar Robinson's NBA championship ring sold for $91,000 in an auction Okay. Uh, the other day. Um, previously, he sold his Hall of Fame ring for sixty k also. Uh, Damn, here's my question. selling everything. Uh, do you think... Uh, like, Would you ever, if you're a Hall of Famer or won an NBA championship. Like, I don't care if I was in need of money that much even. I probably wouldn't sell that. That's like one of my, like, that's like one of your biggest life accomplishments. Wouldn't you keep it? I mean, I, I would think I'd keep it, but you got to remember back in the day when Oscar Robinson played basketball. Making they were in 50K. Getting, yeah, they're getting 50K <laughs> maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if you could look up quickly, like, what did Oscar Robinson make per year? But it wasn't like today when you're making, you know, selling that ring for $90,000, I bet you was more than a year's salary event for him in the NBA league. So he might not have as much money as, you know, you'd expect a former Hall of Fame basketball player to have. Yeah. So, so that maybe I'm not saying he needs money. I just don't want to judge him if he needs money, and that's why he's doing it. Because he's been out of a league for four, what 30, 40 years now, and might, might need some money to live. Yeah, but didn't he play? He or he works with the NBA and stuff. So like, he probably should get paid. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't. I just don't know what the his situation. Is. There was one point where he was averaging twenty two thousand per year. Okay. But then he yeah. got offered three year hundred million, hundred thousand dollars per year at some point. Million. So <laughs> he did start making a little bit more money. Um, and that's where, you know, he started to survive a little bit too. Right. Um, all right. Also, the last thing before we get going, pull up graphic two, if you could. Absolutely. So I was on Reddit yesterday and I thought this was a phenomenal story. Um, and it, I just want to know if, if you guys thought this was kind of a boss move. Interesting. Do you think anybody would do this today? This is kind of what I wanted to get to. And then for those who are interested, we are getting to the NFC over unders right after this um but i found this on reddit yesterday and it's a picture of this man right and uh it says it said it was from 1976 and if you're listening on the podcast and not on video it's a picture of a man riding a bull um obviously from 1976 i got the year and 
This was when this dad, his daughter posted this. I, I have to look at this. I can actually look at the screen here. I just realized yeah. that. But this is this is a great picture. Yeah, For well, those of you, literally, if you're watching on a pod, podcast, we put up our video on sontlive.com or sontsports.com. Go look up the video and you'll see the, the picture. It's, yeah, it's, at it's the, like awesome. what, 40 minute mark? What are we uh, at? We're at the uh, 36 minute mark of that at video. The 36 minute mark of our video. Check this out. So this is a picture. It was on Reddit yesterday, and his daughter put it. And it said, this is in 1976. At 18 years old, my dad snuck out of his grandparents' house in California and took a 36-hour bus ride just to go ride a bull in Texas. He rode the bull in Texas and then took a bus 36 hours back to California. And my thing is, would anybody? I don't think anybody of our generation or like anybody in the 2000s would have even the balls to get on a bus for 36 hours to go do something like this. It shows how different the times are. Yeah, I mean, this would make a great vlog or a great YouTube video or a great little like mini documentary where, you know, you, you go, like this guy, this guy was before his times. Like today, this would be all over Instagram. It would be an Instagram story like, oh, I'm bored in the bus, 36 hours to Texas, going to ride a bull. And it'd probably go viral. Well, I feel like people these days would do it for social media purposes. Yeah, not just to write a bull. He literally just was probably an 18-year-old that was like, I have no idea where to fucking bull ride in California. I'm going to get on this bus for 36 hours, ride a bull, and I'm going to bus back. And you got to remember, there was no internet for him to look up like, all right, where do I ride a bull in Texas? He's he probably probably made some phone calls. Yeah, probably, either, line. probably took a bus. Found an ad. Or got to Texas and started asking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where can I ride a bull? All right, which is pretty insane. That, that that's a, that's one of the best stories, and I would love like I, it's I, mean, I hope this guy's still alive. I want to hear the whole story. Like I want to contact him. I want to get him on the podcast. I want to ask him. Can you tell us the story? Yeah, well, that's obviously never gonna happen. It's a Reddit picture, so we're not gonna figure out who this guy is. The, but you contact a person on Reddit who said my grandpa did this, right? And it wasn't my grandpa. My dad. My dad did this, and see if we can get the dad on the podcast. Sure thing. You could you could take care of that. I, I will. will not take care of that because I'm not going to find this on Reddit again. But I mean, I, I, I think it's cool. I think it's just a funny thing of like the change of generations. Nobody our age would ever do this anymore. Like I'm just going to take a damn 36 hour bus. And even if you did, you'd have your cell phone chilling the whole time. Like he probably just brought books and kicked it on the bus. And I thought it was kind of a funny ass story. <laughs> you know, it really is. All right. Uh, take that Let's down. get to our NFC over unders. Our NFC over-unders. Yesterday, we did the AFC. So if you're listening on the podcast or on the live show right now, um, you can go to sonsports.com. You'll find the episode. You can go to our iTunes, our Facebook page, at Sonsports, um, and get the AFC over-under podcast from yesterday or show. Um, you can rewatch it on Periscope and on Facebook or on YouTube as well. And today, we're going to do the, the NFC over unders, George. And right before we do that, I just want to say this episode is brought to you by SontShop.com. Visit S-O-N-T-S-H-O-P shop. That's SontShop.com. We can get cool gear. We got awesome uh, shirts, like kind of trending sports topics. If you're a big, big Minnesota Vikings fan, since we talked about them a little bit, we got a cool Kirk's, Kirk Cousins shirt that says simply, you like that? You like that. So go get it now. All right. Our NFC over-unders. And we're going to actually start, not just because 
it was asked on the comments on Periscope. But because it's in alphabetical order, it is the Arizona Cardinals who won eight games last year. As of yesterday, their 2018 win total uh, is in Vegas is five and a half. Hmm. You know, this is a very interesting over-under, Sammy. Actually, if you really look at it, Arizona overachieved last year winning eight games. They had injuries um, at the quarterback position. They had injuries at the obviously the running back, David Johnson, was out. They're the best de- player. The best player. Their defense was injured. The thing is with this team, I have no idea. This team is like one of those, like, I think they're going to be good. I really do. I think they're my I'm going to take the over reluctant, not reluctantly. It's just they play in a hard division. I mean, they're going to play the Niners twice, the Seahawks twice, the Rams twice. So I have trouble, like, I feel like they're always overachievers. But they're overachievers, yes. Always. Um, the only reason I'm going to take the under, I think they're a 5 and they're a five and 11 team. There's going to be a weird transition between when Sam Bradford gets hurt and Josh Rosen coming in. Wait, why, why, why do you say it like that? Why, why do you think Sam Bradford is going to get hurt? Who would have thought? But he's going to get hurt. <laughs> huh. There's going to be an odd transition. in the show, you said that you, know, you can't really expect people to get hurt. Oh, you can't, you can't expect a team <laughs> to get hurt. George is like, the Minnesota Vikings were healthy last year, so that means their whole defense is going to drop down dead, and they're not going to gonna underachieve. I'm just no. surprised that you think Sam, Sam Bradford, Bradford his shoulder is going to get hurt. At, possibly in the preseason even because I think it did get banged up first preseason game he got a big hit yeah. he had to sit out for a little bit um, when Sam Bradford gets hurt there's going to be an odd transition from Sam Bradford to Josh Rosen um, he's going to have to find time with Fitzgerald to get that going who knows exactly what David Johnson's going to be coming off injury? I don't know if he's going to be the same David Johnson. But it was a wrist injury, so at least it wasn't anything in the lower body. So it's not like he's coming off an ACL or a Still, I mean, it's, it's a, a year out of out of playing full speed football. I mean, that's a big deal. We've seen guys have injuries that aren't their legs and, and still have not be the same guy when they come back. And their defense that has lost a couple pieces. They've added some, lost some. So I just don't see them being a full package. Yet. New coaching staff. Um, they've had a great coach. Remember, right. we've, we've been talking about how we said they've overachieved many years in a row. That has a lot to do with Bruce Arians. He was an overachieving coach. coach, like a very good coach. Um, so I'm going to take the under because I think the Niners have a new quarterback that has already played a few games with them. They're going to be a decent team. The Seahawks, I think, are extremely underrated, undervalued right now. And then the Rams are probably one of the top five teams in football. Right. It's going to be a hard division to win more than two or three games in for them. Yeah, in it's going to be a hard division. But I'm going to also I'm going to go ahead and take the over five and a half. Like I said, reluctantly, I think this team's going to be super frisky. And I think Josh Rosen, frankly, is going to be really good in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think so too. But, but that's where that doesn't mean this year. That, but that's where I also have yeah. this this type of. I think he's going to play this year, and I'm not sure if he's going to be 100 percent ready from the get go. I just have trouble with the rookie quarterbacks, and everybody does. There's a lot of rookie right. quarterbacks that nobody knew what that Deshaun Watson was going. to We all might have thought Deshaun Watson was going to be good. In that five-game span he had, did you ever think he was going to be that in his rookie year? No. no but then you got to remember, like, even, like, rookie quarterbacks. I mean, Peyton Manning, I think, went 1-15 in 15 his rookie year. So, like, and, let's, and played awful. And played awful. So, like, let's, let's not always just because they have a rookie quarterback necessarily means that rookie quarterback is going to be good right away. He might have a great career, but not right away. Well, I— I mean, I think that's kind of I think that's what everyone would expect that more than expect him to be good. That's why I was saying Deshaun Watson's the anomaly. Like, right, but he's we, the guy that's like, okay, that's not supposed to happen every year. So the expectation would be the the expectation would be Josh Rosen comes in. And he's not that good, but there is the potential, and that's where I would almost 
almost take the under on the rookie quarterbacks because you'd usually assume the the more the the growing side at first rather than the oh he's going to be Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I know th- that's where I was going to get to. Like the last few years, but we've had these anomalies, so I feel like people are getting less and less patient about giving a quarterback time to develop. That that's where my issue is. So I, I feel like we, we saw Deshaun Watson, we saw Carson Wentz come in and light up the league quickly. We saw Andrew Luck go eleven and five as a rookie. We saw the, all these rookies. So I feel like people need to just chill out. Those are anomalies that usually it takes a while. Yeah, but I don't think people are overexpecting. Jared Goff, everyone gave me. Nobody said he's done. He's finished after his first year. It wasn't that good of a first year. And Carson Wentz, actually, his first year wasn't as amazing as like a Deshaun Watson. It was really his second year last year that he was he wasn't like an MVP talk guy. No, not year. MVP. But talk Deshaun guy. Watson for five weeks was talked about as a potential MVP candidate until he got hurt, of course. Right. Um, and. Uh, but you're right. There has been a, no- a lot of anomalies, like Russell Wilson a couple of years ago right. was was a. But outside of a handful of guys, it is still it still takes time to develop at the rookie exactly. position. Uh, Richie Brad on Periscope uh, also is predicting the over. Yeah, I think he's the Arizona Cardinal fan, though. So you think so? Why? Well, because he asked about the Arizona. No, Cardinal. he didn't. That was Brian Roberts 04. So G- sorry, the, R- R- Brian Roberts, Richie Brad, the B kind of threw me off. Ah. B. Brian Brad. Brian Brad. Brad. Brett. A lot of, a lot of names. <laughs> Thank um, you for finishing what somebody, I was trying to. I did skip Danny Islanders, who said, Helmet Rule gives more power to refs in order to fix games in favor of spreads. Danny, Which, um, I looks like you're um, an Islander fan, maybe from New York. Let me just tell you something, man. I promise you, they don't fix games in the NFL. They're not going to fix a game when you have hundreds of millions of eyes sometimes on games like the Super Bowl. They're going to fix a game. If you want to find a fixed game, go watch, um, I don't know, Tulane versus Tulsa in the, in an October game when they're both three and seven. It might get fixed there. It probably Still probably won't get fixed, but they're not going to fix the biggest stage. I think even that game's not going to be Me fixed. Too. I I'm think there saying. are zero fixed football, professional or college games. Um, I just think... The rule books are kind of complicated right now, and the rule books are just kind of dumb. But it's a topic for another day. Yeah. We've only done one NFC team. So the, yeah. the second one is the Atlanta Falcons. They had 10 wins last year. Um, their over-under this year is nine, which is a interesting number because they've, they've been a pretty damn good team for the last couple of years. And nine is like a – there's an average record, you know, like that's a you could miss the playoffs at a nine and seven, and especially in the NFC. Yeah, and for me, it's it's hard to see the Falcons as a team that won't make the playoffs. But then, of course, you get into the fact that their division is ridiculously tough. Last year, three teams made it from the three division? teams yeah. in their division, and I mean one of it, and there's a team that's lingering that's in their division that I'm going to also take the over with later on in the show. But um, they're lingering. Yes, I think they're going to be a lot better. Okay, than we expect. that's what I mean. They're lingering, but like they're like the third worst odds in the NFL for this year. Right, but I think they're going. To, I think they're going to be a little bit better than expected. Lingering, as in lingering, like improvement or lingering, yeah, like lingering, playoff lingering. Lingering improvement, not playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's not lingering. Lingering means like you're hanging by. Like yeah, they're going. To, they're going to. They're, hang, going, they're going to hang around this season. They're not going to make the playoffs. So the, that that's like saying the you think the Browns are going to hang around. This no, season? I don't think the Browns hang around. They're like projected season. for a half a game difference. I, okay, I know. I'm just telling you what I think. I, I could be. I'm been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the Falcons. I don't want to. We'll get. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about Falcons this year in general because they're going to be a good football team. I think they could make a run towards the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
I'm gonna like take a hard division. I'm gonna take a push on this right. because I think they're gonna be around nine and seven. Um, if I had to take anything, I would take the under. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think they're as good as they've been advertised the last couple of years. And there's two teams in that division that I like better than them. So if I'm going to sit here, I know three teams made it last year, but I have to take the under if I'm going to believe that the other two teams in that division are better than them because it's going to be really hard to take the over on all three teams if I had to. So Jeez, I, I, that, that's the, Well, that's actually, the for part. you, it would be maybe over on all four teams at that mm-hmm. point. So I, I'm going to have to take... Uh, I'm going to have to take the under on this one if I had to, but really I would take a push. I think they're about a 9-7 team. 9-7, and seven. okay. Fair enough. Uh, next, we have the Carolina Panthers in their division as well. Also, they won 11 games last year, but they're also at the 9 spot this year. Jeez. This they won 11 games last year. I, I feel like they were talked about like Cam Newton was like the worst quarterback the worst, ever. Yeah. I mean, this team is the same team they were last year. They're going to hit you in the nose. They're going to play good defense, and Cam Newton's going to pro- going to struggle and make a big play down the line, which what he usually does. He's a home run hitter, and I believe that they'll still be home run hitters. Um, I'm going to take the over on them as well. Um, I know it's hard <laughs> to take over on two back-to-back teams in the division, but I just like – look, I'm not a Cam Newton hater. I know there's a lot of those out there. But he, that they say, oh, he's not your typical quarterback. And I'm, I don't like – I like my quarterbacks to be a little more quiet, a little more presidential. But guess what? He's really freaking good, and he's really athletic, and he's different. He's just a different – he's a football player more yeah, than a quarterback. Yeah, I would say he's really freaking good because I think he's he's a good quarterback. He's a great football player. Yes, exactly. He's a great football player. So I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over because I just think they're overall a better team than the Falcons in that mm-hmm. division too. Um, I think Cam Newton there. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be a little better this year. Another guy that, you know, not quarterback, but yeah. oh, first year in the NFL, like we're, we're trying to expect him to be the next, the next Adrian Peterson of the league, and everyone freaks out like, oh, waste of a draft pick, not that good. And then you see this preseason comes out another year in the league. Looking already a little better. Absolutely. I know it's against different defenses, but we don't give these guys enough time sometimes. And I think they're developing. Their defense is going to be there. Um, and I, I just think – I feel like they've probably trimmed some fat that they didn't need on the team also. And so I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Panthers. And I like what I'm seeing from Cam Newton these last couple of years. I think although he's still a little flashy for a quarterback of my liking, um, I think he is – I think he's going to have a good season this year specifically. Um, so I'm going to take the over. I say they're going to be about 10 and 6. Sounds good. Um, who do we got next? The Chicago Bears, who were at 5 last year, are now at 6.5 over under. They're giving them a 6.5? Look, I love their offensive head coach that they hired coming from uh, Kansas City in that Andy Reid tree. And we've seen... Them always having good success. I think Nagy is his last name. I forget how you pronounce it. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy, Nagy. yeah. And he, uh, he's, they're going to do some really interesting stuff. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to look a lot better. I'm also going to go, I, I know that number. Look, here's the thing with Vegas. When you put a number and you're like, well, I usually think they, they're on to something. I'm going to take the over with the Bears. I think they're a 7-9 and nine team. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they're going to be a frisky football team i'm taking the over they're gonna do some really interesting stuff this year and run almost like a college style offense they got weapons all over they got Allen robinson 
Um, they got good running backs, and they're going to run a really interesting offense with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I just don't see in any way, shape, or form in this division that they're going to be able to compete to get seven or eight wins. And so I'm going to have to take the under. I think they'll probably be around a 6-10 and 10 team. Trubisky is not that good yet. I don't think he's going to be ever be great, and I don't think he's ever going to be that bad. Right. I just think he's he's not going to be ready. I mean, here's the thing. It's going to be his first year in this offense again, and mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like being a rookie all over again now. You have to redo right. a whole entire offense and learn again. And I just think there's a little too much hype around this team right now. I feel like everyone's talking about them as the next big thing, which makes me feel like it's going to be kind of a little bit of a disappointment before they become the next big thing. Right. Um, I just see them as a team that underachieves a little bit right now, especially uh, especially, especially because it's going to be tough <laughs> playing Green Bay and Minnesota and even a team like Detroit. It's not a bad football team. And so I just, with how good I think Minnesota is and Green Bay is in that division, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be tough for the Bears to win more than six games. Okay. Um, we had a... On Periscope, the God's Hill said over. And uh, two people, Kevin and somebody else, wants to talk about basketball. We already talked about basketball today. It's football season coming up. But uh, catch the show early. Catch it at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. We, we usually talk a little bit about every single sport right. before whatever, whatever main the main topic. Bi- whatever the big news of a day is. And, I mean, it's football season right now, so get on the times. <laughs> well, if you don't like football, then you just need to get on All the right. times. Well, if you yeah. like basketball... Watch the whole show because we talk about basketball at some point too, um, and uh, yeah, so do that. But or you can check out the podcast. We talked about basketball earlier today. Um, next, we have the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have a nine win total last year, and this year they're at an eight and a half over under in Vegas. What you got? I feel like I, I can't keep going over to over over over. I'm going to go over on the Cowboys as well. They have a good offensive line. I think they're going to pound the ball. I don't have much to say about them. I just think they're a much improved team. And last year they played well with so many distractions. They got rid of Des Bryant. Um, I think Dak's a year older. They're just going to pound the ball and be one of those gritty teams that go 9-7. and seven. I don't think you've taken an under yet. No, I haven't. That's why I was like, oh damn. Uh, the God's Hills on a Periscope said, great show. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Make that. sure to hit us on a follow. Through. Follow because uh, – we go live Monday through Friday. As of right now, football season, we might do Sunday shows. Yep. Um, but make sure to follow. We go live every single day. We answer comments. We're also on Facebook. I know some people use Periscope, but they maybe like Facebook more. We're on Facebook and YouTube at Sant Sports. So you can watch us there too. And our podcast, iTunes and SoundCloud at Sant Sports if you ever miss the show live. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, for me, I'm going to have to take the over. I think they're a 9-7 team also. I think they're a little going to be a little overhyped to start the year, but Dak Prescott's another year older. I think he's a good quarterback. Zeke, you have a full year of Zeke. Um, the only issue is I think the whole – they're a team, and I, I know earlier I told you, you can't be counting on injuries, but they're a team that's already experiencing the injuries. It's not it's not like a hypothetical thing. They've, Zach Martin looks like he's going to be back, but he already got a little banged up. Xavier Woods is, it got a little banged up in the preseason. Sean Lee is always a little banged up. Um, the receiving core is – I know the, I know Dez wasn't that good last year, but they've kind of lessened on the receiving core. Right. Um, so I'm just not too sure how dynamic the offense is going to be because is it just going to be Dak Prescott throwing – screens to Cole Beasley again 
or like what is their what is their passing game going to be is what I'm very interested in. Uh, all I was used to is uh, some dumps up the middle to Jason Witten and some some screens or some slants to Cole Beasley. Like, where's this offense going outside of Zeke? Is what I want to know. But with that being said, I think there's so much talent on this team that it would be Jason Garrett should be fired if they went under nine games. Yes, I I agree with that. And see, here's the thing with them: I don't love Dak Prescott and I don't love Jason Garrett, but I like them both. But I just don't love them. Yeah. Well, what do you not love about Dak though? I love Dak as like. A great example of what a quarterback should be for the Cowboys. You just don't love his talent. Yeah, what? I just don't think he's a t- he's not a top ten talent. Okay, but I, I like him. I like Dak. You can build around Dak. He's not, I just don't think he's a top ten quarterback. But you don't need if you have a good running back like uh, exactly, they do, or a good yeah. defense and a good head coach. Um, Detroit Lions nine wins last year. This year seven and a half win total. And the Lions is another weird team where I think two years ago they made the playoffs. I remember the Seahawks beat them in the first round. I remember that. Last year they were a game a, out. That was a weird playoff right? game. And, and this year, or last year they were one game out. Yeah. They had and nine and seven. And they're, they're, what's their over-under again, you said? Seven and a half. All right. I, I'm going to go. Over. The, no, no. I'm going <laughs> with the under here. Um, I really don't like Matt Patricia as a head coach. I know it's weird to say. I know. I don't. I don't like know it. if it's a weird thing to say because no, none of Bill Belichick's successors have been successful. So right? Is it that weird to say? I guess not. No, it's not that <laughs> weird to say. But I really do like uh, Matt Matthew Stafford. I really do. I think he's excellent. He's one of those guys. If he was drafted to a great organization, let's say he was on uh, drafted to the Steelers or the Packers or the Patriots. Wherever, just a good organization that had a history of winning, I think he'd be fantastic. But he's on the Lions. I'm taking the under. This team, just last year, they started off. Th- remember, I think it was three and zero, and they lost that game to Atlanta where the ball was like on the one inch yard line. Remember that oh, one? Yeah, the weird, the, ass. Gold, the yeah. weird ass. Yeah. Golden tape. And, and then from then on, they never really recovered. They started like they. I think they went almost like un- they went under 500 the rest of the season after. Yeah, it's pretty. That's pretty crazy, actually. Um, and then Stafford also started hurting. His thumb was like dislocated right. for a while while he was throwing him, but he just plays through everything. This is a hard one because, uh, I mean, they're, I feel like they are what they are last year. They could be like nine wins. They could be like five. Right. It just kind of depends on what happens. But once again, just kind of like the Bears, the reason I took the under on the Bears is the same reason I'll take the under on the Lions. I, I'm just like, I'm trying to put him in context with the division and what I think the rest of the teams in the division are going to do. So I got to take the under. I think I'll take them at like seven and nine this year. Okay. Um, That's about where I am. Because with Aaron Rodgers back and healthy this year, if you have a full season of Aaron Rodgers and a full season of the Vikings now adding Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and more defensive weapons, and they re-sign Diggs, and they, 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 I mean, they still feel in. They have a great team too. Um, I have to take the under just because I don't think you're going to beat the Packers, and you're not going to beat the Vikings if I just have to. I mean, you might get one out of those four exactly. at a home game, and and that's going to be tough. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think lines are away for Thanksgiving game, which is definitely no, a lot. They're, they're always home. For are they home every single Thanksgiving? So who's it against the Vikings? Who's it at Vikings? I, I was over. I was. I'm misthinking something, but. It's going to be tough, I think. All right. Um, Green Bay Packers, seven wins last year with Aaron Rodgers missing multiple games. Mm-hmm. Um, over under 10. Over under 10. I'd have to, 
I mean, I'm gonna say it's a push. I think they're a ten and six team because they, they're playing a tough division. I think they make the playoffs at ten and six, and that could be with them being the um, either the division champ or a wild card team. But I mean, I'm gonna go. I guess I'll take the under ten because I don't think they win eleven games, but it's like a ten. I think they're a ten win team. Ten win team. I'm going to take a push also, but like I'm gonna take the over. Um, seven wins last year. And I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers missed a solid four or five games. Right. Um, if Aaron Rodgers is on the field, it's it's kind of like a Tom Brady thing. They're winning ten or more. I mean, if he's on the field for a full season, and yeah. it that's just, I feel like that's just the way it works. He's the most talented quarterback in the NFL, if not in NFL history. Right. Um, and. I know sometimes you look at his age, like, oh, he's like 33 or 34. It doesn't really count because he sat out for a few years, started his career. It's different when you sit out in your career. He's still young. He's still the best quarterback in the NFL outside of Brady. Um, I'll take the over with them just because I, I, I just think they're going to be competing for a, for a championship this year. Sounds good. Um, we have the... Los Angeles Rams, 11 wins last year and over under of 10 this year. Uh, I'm going to go with the over. I think this might be one of the best teams in football. Uh, I'm not, I don't have much to say about it. Everyone, the Rams have been talked about so much. Uh, I love their head coach. I think McVay is going to end up being one of the best, known as one of the best head coaches in the history of the NFL when it's all said and done. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. The, I think they'll probably be what they were last year, 11 and 5. I think they're a little overhyped. Um, yeah, I do agree. With that. Jared Goff's good, but I don't think they're. A, I don't think they're a fourteen and two team or anything like but that. A lot of people are do. talking like that. Yeah, so, I know. You know, like, like, oh my god, this team's. De- it's because they're in LA now, and they have, they they have Todd Gurley, a MVP caliber running back, and they got Jared Goff now playing better, and they got the young coach that's like the next big thing, and they have the Aaron Donalds on defense, but they they're they're starting to sign. Too many guys. Right. I, I always have a problem unless it, I and I know a lot of people find this ridiculous, but I have this problem with the Eagles. I have this problem with the Seahawks, our home team. When you start signing too many guys that are too loud, the Donovan and Sue, the is Michael not the Bennett, NBA. yeah, you don't need all these guys. And sometimes these guys that even though they're really talented, they start to cause distractions and bring the quality of the team. While the it's maybe more quantity for the team, but the quality starts to go down. Um, so I'm gonna take the Rams at over, but I think they're gonna be just where they were last year, 11 wins, probably losing an NFC Championship game somewhere in that range. Yeah, I'm with you uh, around there. We got the Minnesota Vikings. This one uh, is a this is a tough one, but they were at 13 wins last year. Um, this year at a 10 over under. I'm gonna go under. Um, we talked a little bit about Minnesota at the beginning, of, of, and I kind of told you why I was aiming that. I think they're still going to be a quality team. I think they're a team that makes the playoffs, but I think they're a team that takes a step back. I'm going to go for the over. Just uh, I think they're a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 team. They're not a 13 and 3 team. No. Just because they actually are better than last year, but like you said, there's a lot of good fortune that has to happen. To go 13 and 3 in general, even if you are the best team in the NFL, even if you're the New England Patriots, there's a lot of fortune that has to go into only losing three games. Whether 100%. that's injuries, whether that's making the right play call, it's a game of inches, as they always say, right? So it's, 
I don't think they're going to be 13 and three, but I do not see them winning less than 10 games. And so maybe realistically, I would probably take a push around this 10 and six. Um, but I do think the Lions realistically, aren't that that's good. where I, I'd put it to. Yeah, but I'm going to take the over because I don't think the Lions are that good. I think the Bears are a little overrated for me. Um, and the Packers are the type of team that they're great, but they're also beatable. I mean, like that Packers, right. the Packers for many years haven't put the greatest team around Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And really, who's the best roster in this division? Who's maybe the best roster in the entire NFC outside of the Rams it's and Vikings? The, it's the Vikings, and that's why. I mean, I think the I think the Vikings and the Packers both this year make the playoffs. I think we might have a situation where they're both ten and six, or both you know battling, or maybe one of them will go eleven and. and Five and other will go ten and six, but they're all gonna. I think they're gonna be bunched up around there because I really do think the Bears are much improved. Let's not forget the Bears have maybe the top offensive line in the whole entire National Football League. Let's not forget that the Minnesota Vikings have one of the best defenses and the and the um, Packers have one of the best quarterbacks. I think that division is gonna really beat up on each other. I really do. But you gotta look with the Vikings. It's they had a running back last year who was one of the next upcoming, more probably and statistically right. was one of the best running backs in the NFL at that time. Right. Bringing them back. You have two Pro Bowl, Thielen and Diggs, Pro Bowl receivers. You have, you're going from Case Keenum, who no offense to Case Keenum, not that good, right. to a guy in Kirk Cousins, who Kirk Cousins is in our short list, with, I think with like eight guys yeah. that with like Tom Brady's, with the Aaron Rodgers, the Drew Brees, the Payne Mannings of the world that have thrown for multiple 4,000 yard seasons. Kirk Cousins, I think, has been strong. Farly underrated yeah. because of the dysfunction of the Washington Redskins. That makes sense. And the defense is still a primetime defense. So I have a really good feeling about this Vikings team. But I do agree that they're not going to be 13-3 and three type of team because there's a lot of good fortune that has to happen. And there's no way that they repeat the good fortune and get to 13-3 and three again. But you never know really, too. Exactly. The New Orleans Saints. 11 wins last year, 9.5 over under this season. I'm going to take the under on the New Orleans Saints. I um, I think this team is it's good, but you know Drew Brees is a year older. I believe that this deep – I think last year they did a lot of things where people were kind of shocked to see like Kamara coming out of a backfield as much as he did. Let's not forget the reason that Kamara was so good last year is you were able to have Mark Ingram come in there and be kind of a bruiser and then have the change of pace with Kamara. Ingram, I think, suspended the first four games of four. the season. Uh, I just feel like this team is going to take a step back and actually miss the playoffs. I think only because the NFC is so hard. You said it's nine and a half. I'm going, to t- I'm going to take them to be a very good team and just be slightly under at nine. Yeah, I'm going to take the under also at nine. And Drew Brees is inching up on 40. I, I know we have so many old quarterbacks that are still playing well, but not everybody's Tom Brady. Um, we've even seen greats like Peyton Manning decline. Exactly. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen for Drew Brees, but it might be this year. But we, we do got to remember, great quarterback, uh, great receivers, good running backs. It's only four games. And exactly. Kamara still like still a top running back in the league. Um their defense was far improved than they used to be in the past. Uh, but once again, it's a division with them in Carolina and Atlanta. So I'm going to take the under. I think Carolina is winning that division. I'm going to take the under, but the, the under still can be nine wins. You have nine wins could still get you in the playoffs. So I'm going to take the slight under. All right. Um, my favorite pick of the year, so I'll go first. But the New York right. Giants won three games last year. 
This year they're at a seven. I'm taking the over like strongly because I I would even be shocked if this team went eight and eight. I think they're going to be a nine and seven, ten and six type of team. Eli Manning was a lot better with Odell Beckham every single year. Exactly. And he's going to be better this year. On top of that, Ben McAdoo is the worst option of a coach you could possibly have. And they've upgraded. You've upgraded at the offensive line immensely, which was huge for Eli Manning also for an old quarterback that's not mobile. Saquon Barkley is the type of guy that's definitely the type of dude that can make an impact in his first year. You've seen Ezekiel Elliott do it. You've seen Leonard Fournette do it. Alvin Kamara. Saquon Barkley might be more talented than all those guys. Right. And probably is. He's probably one of the best running back prospects we've had in a long, long time. The defense has been good, and it's going to be good. They have good personnel on the defensive end. I don't see why this team would not win over seven games. I completely agree with you. Their defense is great. They have a playmaker, a veteran quarterback. Odell's back. They've tried to shore up. Like, every single sign points to them going better and better this year. I think this is a team that competes for not only a playoff spot, but competes to win a division. Yeah, I do too. I, I They might be my favorite for that division. Not like... Not like by numbers, yeah. but like I see what like you're, you're, you're like my favorite all around team on that division. Outside, like the, I understand the Eagles might have more talent, but my favorite team to watch in that division is the Giants because I don't necessarily like the direction I see the Eagles going. Same. Every single year, a team goes in in the NFL, like like literally the last nine the years. What except for the Patriots? No, no, from last place to first place every single year. In a division, I think it's been like nine straight years. Like last year was the Jaguars; they were last. They they won their division. Every year, someone finishes last and ends up winning their division. I think all signs point to the Giants maybe being that team. Yeah, they really could be actually. So I I think I think you're. I think it's going to be somebody in the AFC with the Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Who was last in that division? The Broncos were last in that division. Are you sure? I think so. Because they didn't have the fifth pick. They were all like pretty close, weren't they? Right, but I didn't because the Broncos picked fourth and got Bradley Chubb. That's true. They're probably the worst. But they do actually have a chance to be first two. Yeah, they do. Isn't that weird? Every single year. For how long? I think it's been like first to worst for like eight straight years or something like that. Interesting. Um, the Colts could be one of them too. That's my pick for it. <laughs> that division's so good for them to. So go. is this division? The, yeah, but different too. I mean, this we're talking about a different situation where we have a guy that hasn't played in a year coming back compared to that. And I just don't like the. Sh- I just don't. I don't know that with Deshaun Watson there with. The Jags, how good that? That's gonna be a hard division to go first to last. Yeah, I can say the same thing with the Super Bowl champion in the division. Yeah, Super Bowl champions actually tend to not have great seasons. Really? So that's whoa, whoa, outside whoa. of the Patriots and the Seahawks made the playoffs the year after. Mm, when yeah, was like lot? a nine. They were nine wins after. They the went Bowl. back Ten. to the Super Bowl the next year and lost, lost. to the Patriots. Yeah, I think Super Bowl. There's like, Super Bowl. There, there is Super Bowl hangovers for like, the loser. I think. I th- you think so? Usually. I, it used to be like 10, 15 years ago. It used to be like that. I remember there was a time, uh, but now not so much. How real is the Super Bowl hangover? That's a, that's a real story here. Really? Oh, wow. There's a lot of uh, Panthers in the Super Bowl. It usually results in some losses right. in, early in the playoffs. But 
I just don't think you're just a strong. You're too strong of an Andrew Luck defender. I'm just saying sure. it's hard to be. Andrew and by Luck. the way, the Texans finished. Here's a random how that's placed it from 2000 to complete to first. The Texans were the worst last year. I don't know. Yeah, they finished tied in the AFC basement. Here's here's the teams that finished last last year. Texans, Niners, Broncos, Giants, Bears, Bucks, Browns, Jets. I think the Giants are the most likely to make it. Or the Texans. One of the two. Or the Texans, yeah. Um, we have – we just did the Eagles, right? No, we haven't done the Eagles. The nope. Eagles, 13 wins last year, 10.5 over under. I'm taking the under. I think this team takes a huge step back. I think they take a minor step back. They'll probably be – Ten and six or nine and seven. All right, yeah, um, not a huge. Stack, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna make the playoffs yeah. probably. Um, I just don't see them being as good. Carson Wentz is not gonna be ready, I believe, for Week One. There's still conflicting reports, but Nick Foles got a little banged up in the in the preseason game. I just the coach is talking way too much. I have a video going out later today about it. I already recorded it this morning, and it's just I don't like they signed Michael Bennett loud mouth they're starting to be the seahawks where coach is talking way too much talking shit about other coaches i would never do that play call and uh i heard this from peter schrager today did you hear what doug yeah. marone said he was like i read a book by what's the guy's name i don't know whoever yeah, something but the guy who wrote uh, the art the subtle Sub- art of not giving a fuck yeah and so doug and- marone said like i read a book by this guy this summer so that's how i feel and nobody really picked up on it but the book was the subtle art of not giving a fuck but which is a great, hey, Doug great move by too much. Yeah, and like, look, dude, you don't need to talk that much. Like, literally, I, I don't, you know me, I'm all about when my coach is kind of being quiet. That's why I like Bill Or Belichick. like, it's fine. Be loud like Pete Carroll, but at least Pete Carroll some, never, Pete Carroll is like, you've always said this, he's good at being loud but not saying much. Yeah. The Eagles are the taking subtle the art step. of saying a lot by saying, saying a little by saying a lot. But Doug Peterson's been like, Doug Peterson is adding to the reason I don't like the Eagles Me this too. year is they're the Seahawks with a coach that not only talks a lot, but is actually saying stuff. Exactly. And that's not good. 100%. Um, and in his book, he was like, I saw Bill Belichick and I knew I was going to kick his ass this game. And I'm like, dude, just like you won a Super Bowl, like try to do it again. And I now feel like maybe Bill Belichick played Tom Brady the whole entire preseason, not the whole preseason game, but a lot of a preseason game just to. Because he probably knew something about that. Yeah, he didn't play two quarters. He didn't play the whole game. Yeah, Brady never plays two quarters in a preseason game. I think he does on week two. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks do. San Francisco 49ers six wins last year, eight and a half this year is their over under. It's gonna be a close one. Six and a half, you said? No, eight and a half. Oh, eight and a half. They uh, won six last year. I'll tell you mine. I have my answer. I'm, I'm taking, gonna go I'm, under. I'm taking the over. I believe in Jimmy. Wow, that's a funny time. We're on our screen over here, Jimmy Garoppolo just came on. As I was saying, I believe Jimmy in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the guy is fantastic. I the only thing, and I'm getting, I'm caught. I'm a little more cautious now than I was a few months ago because of a porn star thing. I know it's ridiculous. I, Sammy actually kind of agrees with me. I think on this. I don't. Well, I did. Go. I've thought he's overrated. From I, I don't think he's. As amazing as we're making it sound, I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think he's this top five quarterback that we're all acting like. Yeah, I believe he could be. I really do. But I my issue, I do not like that porn star story at all. Here's my thing is, as of right now to me, he's the third best quarterback in the division. I'm, he's not better than Russell Wilson, and I'm not going to say he's better than Jared Goff because the dude's played seven games in his career. So I, I can't tell you he's better than Jared Goff. I can tell you maybe he... 
he maybe has a better potential. But I can't right. tell you he's better. And so for me, I think the Seahawks are underrated in this division. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is maybe a little too big on himself right now, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I just don't like I, that. I think he's got way too much of a rock star vibe without doing any rock star qualities. I, yet. I, I agree with you on that. I just I didn't like that story. I didn't like him going to Vegas with his boy. And then come, do you see the GQ piece on him? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you know, I me mean, my brothers, they, we call him like I'm Vinny from Entourage. Like, dude, just chill out. That's why like, I'm gonna take them on the under. Yeah, they're gonna go eight and eight, I think. Because and also this team, they I don't think they've hit that next level yet. I think they're a team that. Young coach, that's going to be great. Young quarterback, it's going to be great. Like, could, uh, I you, really don't like these signs. Like, I let, what I see on the football field, Sammy, with Jimmy Garoppolo, I love. I love what I see on the football field. But this offseason, the first time he's gotten any limelight, he's kind of being weird. It's not being weird. He's just being a celebrity. And that's where a lot of people don't like their quarterbacks being a celebrity celebrity. Right. They like their quarterbacks to be maybe a celebrity like, Tom Brady or like Russell Wilson, like exactly. I'm a married guy with I'm married to a star, but like we have this family. Here's pictures with our kids. Exactly. Here's here's us on vacation, still working out together. Kind of like why you know LeBron loves being a superstar, but his superstardom on his story is not out of dinner with porn stars. It's like me and my wife working out while we're in the Bahamas with my kids. Oh, look at my kid playing right. basketball on his AAU team. Honestly, I believe uh, like everyone always says like. There was a Mark Sanchez quote a few years ago when he went and signed with Denver, and he said, you know, I think I'm going to be you know, really good because I'm not married. I can focus on football. I actually completely disagree with that. It's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. Exactly. Like when you, when you have someone, you're not out chasing girls. You're not out like going on dinners with porn stars. Go dinner with porn stars or even going clubbing with the boys. You might once in a while for fun, but it's not like it's not doesn't become part of your life. My summers aren't. I'm going to Vegas with the boys. It becomes, okay, like LeBron might go to a Vegas club once because he had an event and his family's still at the hotel. So he's not going blacking out the boys. He's going out to like a concert at a Vegas club with like his homie and then going home. And I know like for a fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was out in Chicago in Arlington Heights having drinks until like 2.30 in the morning when the bar was closing and like I, we know that because I had a friend who was at that bar, and it's like the guy. I have no problem with that. Like, you, but it's just a different way of. If I feel like he's taking all this money that's come to him out of like seemingly nowhere, like overnight, that's a lot of money and a lot of status and a lot of celebrity. I don't know if he's handling it exactly the way I'd like my quarterback to handle it. That's all. Yeah, that's why I'm taking the under myself. All right. Um. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, five wins last year. All right. With famous Jameis, the the, the MVP caliber quarterback. Um, and this look, year they're look at – good this piece. And now they are at six and a half. But wait, there's more. Six and a half, that's way too – But wait, there's more. He's also going to be out for four games. Three. Three. Oh, sorry. Because yeah, he, the three, he, the, three, the three that he missed last – didn't miss last year's no, – he missed. What did he miss? Year. For injury? He missed four games for injuries last year. This guy. Uh, I'm and taking they won the, five games. I'm taking the over on the Buccaneers. They're a seven and nine team, and uh, I think Jameis Winston is actually, if you look it up, completion percentage last year up, touchdown to interception ratio up, like in a good way. The up in a good way. Like he's gotten better each and every year, and less interceptions. I hate what happened in the Uber, but that was from two years ago. It just came out last. Time. Maybe this is my this is his last chance for me. It's the last time I'm putting my name in this basket. 
Give me the over on the Buccaneers. I'm going to hold my breath. And just don't even try to convince me otherwise, Sammy, because I'm taking it over. I'm closing. You know when they, you jump in the pool and you just you know, take, jump off the diving board, hold your nose? I'm just jumping off the diving board here. I don't really jump. I don't really jump off the diving board with my nose closed, but I, I, I try to black. I try to do some flips and yeah, cannonballs. I, I don't flip. I don't do shit. I just I'm. I'm I, taking the under strongly because he's out for three games and this team's not that good. And Dirk Cutter is like not. Is still their coach? Yeah. Yeah, and people don't think he's that good. So like, and he's he's. This team's just not that good. They won five games last year, and this dude didn't have suspension. They're in maybe the toughest division in the NFC. Well, one of the two. The, the whole I, NFC is just the tough. Whole, the whole NFC And, tough. like, you you can tell me about all his stats. That's great and all, but that doesn't fix the schedule. That doesn't fix the schedule. doesn't fix being in the NFC. That doesn't fix him being out for three games. But they're going to lose those and, three games anyway that he was out, like, right? I mean, you play at Saints, Eagles, Saints. So uh, Eagles, so Saints, Eagles, Steelers. So you're you're saying he's gonna go. That's thirteen. He's gonna go seven and six the rest of the season. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Go through their schedule. Chicago. That's a loss. He's out, right? No, he's back in Chicago. I'm saying they're zero and three. Eagles at Saints. Eagles, Steelers. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are they're zero three. Yeah, with Fitzpatrick. At Chicago, I'm giving him a win. At Chicago, yeah, I'm giving him a win. You think Chicago is gonna be one of the most improved teams? Yeah, and so I know, but they, and so they're, so gonna, they're gonna win every single game. I know, but if you probably match this up, you're probably for your Chicago to go over to. It probably needs leave, that leave win. Leave me alone. At Atlanta, win. loss. He plays every year against Atlanta. He plays good. That's his only place okay. he plays no, good. Can I just, 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 I'm just no, no. My, I'm giving you my. No, no, no. Just give me one second. All Let's right. be realistic here. I am being. You're realistic. You're taking. No, you're not being realistic. You're taking a team that has. Um, the third worst odds in the entire NFL. Yeah. And you're saying the minute Jameis Winston comes back, they're going to go to Chicago and win and to Atlanta That's and win. That's what I'm saying. This, let me finish. Cleveland at home, win. At Cincinnati. Oh, really? Wow. Shocking. So your prediction is that he's going to start off 3-0 when he yes, gets back. Yes, they'll be 3-3. Three and three. At Cincinnati, loss. No, win. Sorry. 4-3. and three. At Carolina, loss. 4-4. Four and four. Redskins, win. Five and four at New York, loss five and five. San Francisco at home, loss five and six. At Carolina at home, win six and six. <laughs> what? I gave him a block. No, no, I just this, 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 there's no point in doing this. At Baltimore, seven wins, boom, over. So pretty much what what you, how you got the over with them is that they're gonna James is gonna come back. They're gonna go to Baltimore, go to Carol, go to Carolina, go I to Atlanta. Go to, your pick yesterday on the Browns, which is ridiculous. Well, the Browns are going to win seven games. No, they're not. The Browns are going to suck. They're going to win six games. They're going to suck. They're going to win three games. I can, we can do the same thing with every team over under. Yeah, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I didn't actually say like, oh, at Pittsburgh, win for the Browns. At Baltimore, definitely a win. I mean, we're, we're just trying to be realistic here. I am being realistic. They can set them at six and a half for a reason, right? Yeah, but so that, Browns that, six, but, seven wins. No, I just think it's pretty pretty ridiculous to think that after when he gets back, he's just going to hit the road two games in a row. Atlanta, Chicago, some good football teams, and go get wins. So, so they're going to start That's off 0-5. Like you pick every single game like that a team is like, oh, New Orleans lost, Philly lost, Pittsburgh well, lost, Well, unfortunately lost, for lost. them, unfortunately, sometimes it, that it, it, it doesn't work out as, as much as you want it because when your quarterback – Gets suspended, 
it, it, it those first three games where you're just gonna pick them to lose, yeah, because that's his fault. That's not my fault. I I, I didn't say that they would go zero and five if so he wasn't think, suspended. So you think you're gonna start off zero and five. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you it, it, that I I find it pretty crazy to just say. Okay, well, he's back, so win, 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 win on the road. Like, that's just, that's very tough to happen. Well, it's win by week road, so they have a bye week. The Washington Redskins, seven wins last year, seven over and under this year. I'm taking the under. This team is snake bitten with injuries, but Alex Smith is a good quarterback. I'm taking the over. Um, they just signed Adrian Peterson, and forget. Geis or Geese's injury. They still had Thompson. They have actually some good running backs. Kelly. True. Um, they actually have a good receiving core there. Um, the defense is all right. And Jay Gruden's a very good coach. I truly believe that. This NFC East division has had multiple years. I, just, I was just remembering the 2016 year yeah. where the Eagles were 7-9, and nine, Redskins were 8-7, and seven, Giants were 11-5, and five, Cowboys were 13-3. Were and three. This this division has had a lot of years where there was a bunch of eight and eight teams in that division, mm-hmm. and every team had at least seven wins. That's happened three or four times the last five years right. for this division. Um, even last year, the Giants, if it wasn't for a lot of injuries and a horrible coach, they were probably a six-win team that the rest of the division probably would have been pretty close. Mm-hmm. So I see the Redskins being about an eight and eight team. Um, I think him and Alex, I think Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins are pretty comparable, and they went 8-7 and seven last year, 8-7-1, um, eight, eight, and one, one, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't see why they wouldn't be 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight again this year. Even if that means they're last in the division, I could see this division having 8-8, eight 8-8, and 10-6, eight, eight and 9-7 eight, and and type of like everybody in the division. So I'm going to take the over. Alex Smith, it's really hard, I feel like, uh, with, with Alex Smith to muster up a losing season. Yes, that's the one thing that I'm worried about with the under for myself. That It's tough, right? Yeah, because I think Alex Smith is, I mean, he he's always does enough to get you wins. Yeah, that's where I think the over is going to happen. All right, and that was all the NFC teams, my friend. All right. Uh, you know, one thing I'm going to maybe do down the line here is take, uh, go back to this podcast and kind of write down what we had. You know, so we can, you know, track it throughout the season and, you know, choose, I'll kind of choose a couple that I feel strongly about. All right. I like that. And uh, that's all I got for today. Same here. Uh, I have some other topics I'm going to save for tomorrow because we went a little long with these NFC over-unders. Um, you got anything else? Not Nada. Well, thank you for watching today, episode 452 of Sports. This is that being said of George and Sammy George. Check us out on Twitter. You can follow us on sports on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or uh, Twitter, wherever it is, at Sports, at Sports on iTunes and SoundCloud if you ever missed the show. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, yeah, this is going to be uh, tomorrow, same time, same place. Yes. <laughs> uh, George, What's this up, is man? Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined.
Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.